Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. Angela Vaschetti is a physical fitness, yoga instructor, and licensed massage therapist specializing in wellness for older adults. Please click like to help be green with Amy. Welcome, Angela Fischetti. Greetings and welcome back, Angela. Thank you for having me back, Amy. Thank you so much and happy holidays. <laughs> yes, happy holidays to you and everybody that's watching and listening. Today, Angela is going to teach us upper body on the ball, ball, ball. <laughs> I love to use stability balls, the stability ball at my workouts. And, and I'm always looking for more ideas on how to use it because I think it's an underutilized apparatus and it's so affordable and it's so easy to have around the house. So I think that if people have one and they haven't used it for a while or like me, they use it, but they're always looking for more. This is just going to be so exciting to watch and learn from you. And I'm really excited for what you're going to teach us today, Angela. Well, thank you. You know, the great thing about the stability ball, Amy, is I find that especially for people who a don't really want to have a workout bench in their home or don't have the room for it or can't afford it, okay? Because they're not inexpensive. And a stability ball works as a workout bench in so many ways, you know, and that's a lot more affordable. And hey, you know, you can deflate it <laughs> so it doesn't take up room. You know? <laughs> that's right. So it's not, it's not gonna become a coat rack. Like That's right. maybe some other things would. Oh, look, Robin says, hey, Angela, good to see you. Happy oh, holidays, love. Hey, Robin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we begin, I think that we're going to play our game of true or false. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, so we're going to start the workout soon, but we like to do a little true or false. And please, guys, I found out that if you have to answer false, F is better because somehow the social media thinks if you type in false that you're saying something negative about the broadcast. So just type in T or F, okay? <laughs> All right. So, Green Warriors, the question is T or F. According to Harvard Medical the buttocks, gluteal muscles, are not a part of the core muscle group. T or F, type in your answer, and we're going to have Angela answer that. Go ahead, Angela. F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be false. So um, when I was thinking about this, I, I uh, went in and did a little bit of research and I went to Harvard Health Publishing. And on December 28, 2012, an article was uh, published by Dr. Edward Phillips and it's called Build Your Core Muscles for a Healthier, More Active Future. So I, that title absolutely drew me in, right? especially talking about the future. And this is what he says. He says, your core includes your back, side, pelvic, 
and buttock muscles, gluteals, also those lateral rotators deep to the gluteals, as well as the abdominal muscles. The core forms a sturdy central link between your upper and lower body. He goes on to say that much like the trunk of a tree, core muscles need to be strong yet flexible. A weak or inflexible core drains power from many movements and can make it downright difficult to do so. Oh, wow. That was so great that, you know, because I think a lot of us are like, oh, give me some core exercise. And all they're thinking about is that the front of their body, wherever that that bulge might be. And and having a healthy core is pretty important, though, isn't it, to have a strong core? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about the stability ball is going to be a lot of work to your core on the stability ball just to sit on it. Wow. Yeah, that's and 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 core. I mean, because some people may have back problems, right? So, I mean that that's part of the the the, the thing that they need to be thinking about is having a, a strong core. But that's not everything that has to do with the back. But that's part of it, right? Yeah, and the thing about the back muscles that's so important as core is there's a whole group of back muscles called the erector spinae, and it's the, the spinal erector group of muscles. And basically they run up and down both sides of the spine. And if you think of their, what it's called erector spinae, well, it's to keep us erect. So when you sit on a ball, you don't have a chair backing behind you. Those muscles, those spinal erectors, are, they've got to engage isometrically immediately. Hmm. That's very, see, this is all the top of, off the top of your head. That, that's why we need a professional here. <laughs> okay, we have another T or F question, Green Warriors. Type in your answer. Strength training on a stability ball provides zero challenge to the core muscles. Hmm. T or F. F. All right. F. Say it again. F. F as in false. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So when you sit on a stability ball, particularly if you're brand new to it, you're going to notice, A, you don't have that backing behind you, right? So those muscles come into play immediately, those spinal erectors. But when you also sit down, because the stability ball itself is not stable, you need to make everything stable. What happens then is that your belly button immediately pulls in. And this is the transverse abdominus. So the transverse abdominus, it's going to act like an internal girdle, a little bit like of a corset. It wraps around. So it's right deep to the belly button. So you don't have to really work hard to get to that. And that will, by way of just naturally trying to help one balance, that transverse abdominus, that belly button is going to pull in. Then when you travel down further, what you're going to get is here, the hip flexor muscles get, they work isometrically just for you to sit on the ball. And then when you go further down, those quadricep muscles, the front thigh, they're going to contract as well. I also find that you go all the way down to the ankles. I feel it in the ankles because remember some of the function of the ankle joint is to stabilize us for balance. And then finally, I notice that sometimes the toes will grip like fingers. 
but toes are meant to grip for balance. So it all comes into play just by sitting on the ball. Well, you are certainly on the ball, Angela. Ooh, I had to say that. <laughs> and, and I'm really excited because sometimes people, this may be a mystery to some people. They see the stability ball and they don't know, how, what, what can I do? And you're going to give us some great instructions and tell us what we can do on the stability ball. And of course, even people who are beginners, they can do things too, right? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, I'm going to get into a whole thing about that too. Okay. Well, let's let you get started then. Let's do it. Let me adjust my camera and then I need to adjust a couple of lights for you folks. So yeah. And if you guys have any questions while this training is going on, you can always type it in and we'll have it in the comments and we'll ask Angela later. All right. Well, great. Okay. So the stability ball. Why a stability ball? Well, we just talked about it for a little bit. We've talked about how it helps with balance. Now, I want to actually go right into medical disclaimer here for everybody, all right? So the one thing that I would say that would be um, really contraindicated for a ball would be any type of cognitive impairment because there can also be some vestibular issues, balance issues that go along with that. Now, for those of you who don't, don't have a ball or have certain conditions, feel free to do it in a chair, perfectly acceptable. Um, so with other medical disclaimers, I'm gonna talk about the spine and back. So if you were ever in your life diagnosed with any spine or back issues, you want to please pay attention to the modifications I'm going to offer. Also, for those of you who are medicated for hypertension that have been told you don't want to lift anything heavy over, overhead or not to really squeeze the fingers together. Um, the other would be if you have a pinched nerve at the neck. And for some of you also with the rotator cuff muscle issues, please pay attention to the modifications that I offer. Now, this said, um, if you're really concerned up front, then I'm going to invite you to preview the video first. Take a look at it. See what you can do. Always look for what you can do, folks, because for those of us maybe with some chronic or even, of course, acute issues, we know what we can't do. However, you still might have questions after viewing the video, then I would invite your medical health care practitioner to view the video and to help you make an informed decision. Now, a couple of little things to know. When you sit on the ball, I would like you to make an adjustment. Place the hands underneath the buttock flesh, pull the flesh not only straight back, but then out wide toward the shoulders. So I kind of whipped the flesh out. This puts the posterior pelvis into proper alignment. The other thing you want to pay attention to is oftentimes when people sit on a ball the first time, they're like, whoa, and they go like this. That's a natural body instinct to bring the legs wider apart for a broader base of support. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to reap some of the rewards of sitting on a ball, get them a bit closer together, not too close. I would keep them about hips to shoulder width apart, feet flat on the floor. Another little tip, I'm gonna turn here a little for you. 
A lot of people, when they get on a ball, they go like this. They wedge their heels, their ankles, their calves right into the ball. Well, you've just minimized some of the balance work for yourself. So you don't want any of this to touch. I'm going to keep it there for the moment just to show you here, though, what you do want to do when sitting on a ball or, frankly, any chair, this includes your car seat, and God knows if you can get the adjustment done on a plane seat as well. So what you want to do is get that acetabulofemoral joint. It's also known as the coxal joint to be a little bit higher than the tibiofemoral joint of the knee. It's much better for your back that way. So now I'm going to face forward. So, um, so we went over that. We talked about the medical disclaimer. Now I want to bring up the approach to today's work. So what we're going to be doing, and for those of you who have been working out with Amy and I now, it's been for quite a number of months, then I would say it might be time for you to level up. Now, how do you level up? You increase frequency of exercise. You can increase length. You can, in this case, if you've been working out without any exercise accessories, then you can get yourselves one pound weights. I'm not talking about going crazy and jumping up to a high weight. Just see what that feels like. You'll see here that today I'm pretty simple. We have the ball. Again, if you don't have a ball, feel free to use your chair. Um, and I have several sets of dumbbells. I use two mats for the sake of demonstration, but you are going to want a yoga mat or an exercise mat. Folks, tile floor. That's what I have. You don't want a ball on a tile floor, and neither do you want to work out on a throw rug or a carpet. The ball will slip slide on that carpet, remove the throw rug, and just use a, um, a mat down underneath you. And for those of you who are brand new to working out, of course, you don't need to use any accessories. Just join in. So in fact, what we're doing today as um, your warm-up, a great way to warm-up, folks, is to do your entire routine one time through without accessories, without any weight. It's going to warm up the joints, warm up the muscles for you, and get you better acquainted with the work. Now, what I'm going to be doing with the warm-up today is taking into consideration those of you who do not have accessories or have some of those issues we're dealing with, all right? So um, with having said all this, um, two other things I want to mention. We're supersetting today, which is working two different exercises back-to-back -back without any rest. However, for the first time, I'm bringing in tri-setting with you as well today. So this is going to be three different exercises working back-to-back -back without any rest, However, if you need to stop and rest, you do so, but don't quit. I ask you not to quit. This is how you get stronger. Look, folks, my hope for everybody is by doing this work, we have an effect on your bone strength and on your muscle strength, okay? So let's get started. So we're going to start off with our warm-up, sitting up tall. Now, technically, for 55 and above, 
I do like your warm-up prior to strength training to be 10 minutes at least, okay? So here we go. The first exercise is called a bent over one arm, meaning unilateral, back row. And it's gonna be with a wide grip. Now this is a wide grip as opposed to this grip, all right? Now for those of you with the spine back issues, that's not for you, no bending over. So I'm gonna demonstrate upright what this looks like turning to the side just a little bit for you. Arms come out. I'm going to bring them straight out in front. I puff up the chest, and then I want to think I'm pulling something super heavy toward me. So it's a pull motion, and then inhale forward, exhale pull. And what's happening is I'm retracting those shoulder blades. We want a strong back so we can stand up tall and hold ourselves erect. We also want a strong back so that we can bend down and pick up something off the floor and readily get back up. Let's go for two more. Repetitions today will be mostly at eight just because of timing, but when you do it, you can do eight to 15 and lower down. Now the next exercise for the chest, but it's also going to incorporate front deltoid and biceps and triceps. So this one is called a pec fly. I will be doing it on my back. When you go to do it, you can come to the floor or on your bed or stay upright. It's up to you. So I'm just watching my circumstance, right? I don't want to hit into anything. Puff up the chest and then slowly arc the arms like a big bear hug. But notice here, there's about a three inches apart from the fingertips. We don't want to come all the way in because you see at the sternum, the breastbone is where we have tenderness attachments for the pectoralis major. We don't want to bypass it. So when you're in a gym and you hear people clanking their weights together when they're on their backs on their bench, it's wrong. <laughs> you don't want to do that. So coming here to five, now we want that strong chest so that we can push a heavy door so that we can push our grocery cart, so that we can push that stroller with our beautiful grandchildren, and slowly lower. The next one I'm gonna do is, actually in the routine, is a military press, AKA shoulder press. I'm gonna show one repetition here. So this is what it looks like, all right? However, for those of you with a pinched nerve, with rotator cuff muscle issues, or you've been told because of, of hypertension, even though you're medicated, to not lift anything overhead, you're all gonna do this next version, all right? So I start the exercise away from the ball. I, I'm not touching the sides of the ball. Now, why am I doing that? Because if you have the rotator cuff muscle issue, we're gonna bypass it. We're not gonna even get it involved. If we start with the arms wider, we come into delt abduction, which is going away from the midline of the body, and then delt adduction going toward the midline. That's how you keep it on the larger muscle of the deltoid versus the rotator cuff muscles. It will also decrease the chance of aggravating your pinched nerve if you have it. And it's actually a non-issue for those of you with hypertension. Well, it might be for some, but in general, it is not. 
exhale on the effort. So I inhale as I lower, exhale as I lift up, inhale into adduction, exhale into abduction, inhale abduction, exhale abduction, and slowly lower down. The next one, tricep muscle. So we're going to do what I call a double arm, overhead tricep extension. I'm going to show you one repetition for the moment and then give you the modification. So for those of you hypertensive, you would bring your hands like so. Although the exercise might be a little bit contraindicated for you, but only you know that if you've been told no weight overhead. The other for the rest of us would be the hands like this, interlocked. We bring the arms up and then you bend the elbows, but you only bring the weight or hands just slightly below the very top of the head. You do not go for the base of the skull. You do not go for the nape of the neck, just right there. So the other position that you, or should say the other exercise you can do, I'll turn to the side a little bit, is either a bent over tricep kickback, or for those of you with spine back issues, you stay upright for that kickback. So I'm gonna demonstrate this. So I'm gonna go straight back. Now the elbow acts as a fulcrum. It's not moving all over the place because people tend to do a lot of that stuff with this exercise. When you return the hands in, it's just waist height. We wanna be careful of this forward head projection. A lot of people do that thinking that they're going to get their arms further back. It doesn't happen that way. And just two more. So inhaling here, I like the inhale and exhale these days now to be in and out through the nose like yoga and slowly down. Next exercise is gonna be what I call muscle woman, muscle man. This is the one Amy and I like to do, okay? So you bring, you're gonna have weights in your hands or not. Elbows are higher than the shoulders. Now, typically I would do this in a gym on a cable machine, meaning I'm standing in the middle of both sides of the cable machine, pulling. The great thing here with the free weights, with the dumbbells, is you're gonna get a lot of work on the osteoporotic site of forearms and wrists. Let's go for two more. We exhale here into flexion and inhale into extension. Exhale, inhale. I'm going to go one more and then I would come out of it this way. Okay, now we're going to directly target those osteoporotic sites of forearm wrist. We're going to be doing wrist extension followed by wrist flexion. So first off, I'm going to lift my heels. You can also maybe put yoga blocks underneath your feet if you want, if you need to get your feet up higher. And I'm going to bring my elbows, then my forearms and wrists onto my thighs, firmly planted there, okay? The hands are not on the thighs. And from here, I'm going to lower down, then lift up. So this is wrist Extension, real good for Rick, Amy. Real good, <laughs> calling it Rick out, I'm sorry. And you take it up. You don't want to collapse the chest here. 
going to keep that chest up high. One more. Great. And then you turn the arms over for wrist flexion. Elbows, forearms, wrists, lower and curl. Now, some people are like, oh, my hands aren't straight. They're coming, they're doing this kind of thing, whatever. It's how your bones are formed, right? So don't let that stop you from doing the exercise. Exhale, inhale. And we're going to go for two more. Keep the chest up and elbow absolutely stays flush into your thighs. Great. Okay. We did the whole thing. Take a couple of shoulder rolls. That's your warm up. Let's do this thing. Remember the contraindications, okay? So first exercise, bent over one arm, unilateral, back row, wide grip. So I'm going to work today with um, 10 pounders. I'm going to face you here. One weight is coming to the floor for leverage. Hand on the weight. Remember those of you with back spine issues, you're going upright. Lots of posterior deltoid here. Lots of sore size by your spinal erectors. There's so much stuff going on here. Rhomboids. Just because you're bent over. Also, belly button is in. I'm going to lower down. Other side. And exhale. So you never want to work out the same muscle groups on consecutive days. You want to do this on non-consecutive days. Exhale, lift. Exhale, lift. Inhale, lower. I'm going to bring the weights to my thighs to come on up. Now I'm going to try you with a different angle for the next exercise. This is the pec fly. I'm going on my back. Remember, you can use floor, ball, or bed. Puff up the chest. Now, you want to get those hips up. Don't let this happen. Don't let the hips sag down. Arms up. You're forming like a big arcing motion, a big bear hug. And exhale. So, there's going to be a beautiful stretch in there as well. Exhale, up, and this is where you notice those biceps are involved, the forearms are involved. Well, it's great for the gluteals, but they got to keep them lifted. And of course, the pectoralis muscle, front deltoid, always lots of muscles working together. This block is a super set. So we're doing two exercises. And I'm going to slowly take it down toward the thighs, walking on up, reset myself for the double arm, the, oh, pardon me, one arm back row bent over, unilateral. So this is how you work with a superset. You want to keep yourselves hydrated when you work out. I don't ask me questions about flavored teas and Colorful waters, I don't know any of that stuff. Just I know about water. And one more, other side. Exhale. Belly button is in, chin is lifted so that the cervical spine of the neck and the lumbar spine of the low back are in the same position, which is a natural lordotic curve and extension. 
I think I did one extra. Don't hold me to it, folks. Trust me with all the talking. I may not be exact. <laughs> and one more time into pec fly. I want the head on the ball, folks. Head is on the ball. Inhale, open. Exhale, big bear hug. You want to make sure hips stay up. You're going to feel those quadricep muscles working big time when you do this. Also want to make sure that the abdominal muscle doesn't pull your torso forward and down. That's why you want those hips up. Two more. Exhale. One more. Beautiful. And slowly roll back up the ball. Setting my weights down. So now we're going to start a tricep. This is where we're going to do that military press, a.k.a. shoulder press. Those of you we did the delta abduction, adduction, you do that now. Now, when you go to lift heavier weights overhead on the ball, watch what happens with my legs. I got to go a little wider, okay? You do need that broader base of support in order to lift a heavier weight. We want the strong deltoid muscles so that we can bring uh, lift up and want to pull something down out of a cupboard or a, clo a closet. You want to make sure that that box or item doesn't fall on us. Exhale. One more. And slowly down toward the thighs to set down. So you notice my breathing changed, right? And that's why I lost my thinking just a little bit just then. It's amazing because the weight gets heavier. Okay, the next one, that overhead tricep double arm extension. This one, okay? Now, what you can do is one arm at a time as well for some of you. So I just leveled up on this recently. So I'm taking 10 pounders. And change. I'm going to turn this way for the moment. Now, what we want to do is really push these weights into each other, folks, okay? Especially if they got a little weight to them. Up and overhead. Now, I am get my gaze of my eyes are down. But I'm, not, I'm trying not to drop my head too much there. So notice the collar of the weight is nowhere near the base of the skull. The bottom one will be, but not the top one. It's the top one I'm talking about. Oh, lots of work to those triceps. We want strong triceps so we can close the hood of our car. Sometimes I slam it down with a mat. <laughs> and easy toward the chest. Next one, muscle woman, muscle man. Here we go. Now, for those of you hypertensive who don't want to do this, and you can play with like a hammer curl like this, all right? Otherwise, arms out and we curl. So wrists are way up there, elbows higher than the shoulders. Lots of work on the forearms and wrists. Belly button is in. And notice when my arms went wide with the weight, the legs go up a bit wider. That's all appropriate. 
It's a lot of balance happening here. Stability. I'm gonna go for two more. Oh yeah. Exhale on the effort. Now, hold the weights there to slowly roll down. You bring them close to your shoulder then, all right? This way, we don't have any rotator cuff muscle issues coming out of that. Okay, so now we do again our round. Military press, shoulder press. Okay, bring them on up. These are 15s. And exhale. We want those strong shoulders, ladies. It's, they're considered to be probably our weakest area of our body, of the major muscle groups. Two more. Breath in and out through the nose. And you can hear my breath gets deeper and deeper the more reps I do. That double arm overhead tricep press, tricep extension. Those of you with some issues, you can do upright with that tricep kickback. Really pushing the weights into each other. The great thing about the ball is oftentimes it'll really help with that natural lordotic curve in the lumbar spine. Two more. Ooh, baby, I feel this. Uno mas. Slowly down. And muscle woman, muscle man, equal opportunity. Pick them up. Take your time. Don't want to whip through exercises super fast when you have whatever is considered a heavier weight for you. Lightweight, faster is appropriate in certain circumstances, not this one. One more. In. Keep it nice and tight, lowering them down. Okay, the next round, next block is going to be the supersetting, wrist extension, wrist flexion. So I'm going to go back to the eights for my extension. I'm lifting the heels off the floor just to bring the legs up a little higher, right? So I'm going to do elbows, forearms, wrists. This one is so challenging for me. Chest up, shoulders back and down. Going after an osteoporotic site. Two more. My, my, my left elbow, the real left elbow, wants to lift. But I'm not going to make it happen. <laughs> and now uh, let's take the extension. Now, typically, Amy, on the wrist extensors, we can take some heavier weight. may not be so for every single person, okay? So I'm going to grab 12 pounders. Elbows, forearms, wrists, chest up, elbows. Are, you can see, I think, on this angle how the elbows are really digging in to the thighs. Some people roll into their fingers if they want to with this. If you have some issues with that, I wouldn't necessarily do it if it's a brand new exercise for you. 
come up a little higher. There you go. With my heels up. One more. And I'm going to grab my eights again for extensors. Elbows, forearms, wrists, heels up. You're going to notice if one wrist is stronger than the other. It's no big deal. You just keep working at it, right? Just all that is is information. It's not judgment. One more. Whoa. <laughs> and wrist flexors. Straight on on this one. Elbows, forearms, wrists. The hands are off the thighs, heels lifted. And try to keep the chest and head up. We don't want to round down into this, folks. Again, more work on those spinal erectors. Transverse abdominis. Let's go for two more. Ooh, la, la. One more. Good deal. And we set these down. And now we're going to come into our cool down. So what I want to do here is put you through some stretches for the upper body, all right? So first off, let's just take some nice big shoulder rolls. And when you do this, you're not doing this. It's not anything about the elbows. We want those elbows to be like dead weight, lifting shoulders up toward the ear lobes. Great. Okay. First stretch, then interlock the fingers or one hand on the other. Palms down at first, arms up and overhead. Nice long neck, palms face the ceiling, elbows are rounded. Now from here, you can check in with your neck and slowly turn your head from one side to the other. Be careful if you have vertigo. You may not like this too much. I'm going to do one more to each side, but I definitely feel my body weight shifting when I turn my head. So all part of the balance. Back to center, slowly lower. I'm going to bring the left arm across, hook right elbow above the left, toward the left shoulder. I'm pulling the arm across, but I'm not twisting the torso. And I'm depressing the shoulder back and down. Hold here. So we got a nice stretch. You have rotator cuff being stretched. You have deltoid. You have some of the tricep. From here, I'm going to do what's called Garuda arms, the arms of the eagle from a yoga pose, but it's really great. So you're wrapping the wrists, bottom elbow lifts the top elbow, wrists come a little further away from the face. So it's a lovely stretch for the scapulae region between the shoulder blades. Oh, in fact, let's do this. Inhale, lift a little higher. Exhale, lower down. Inhale, lift. Exhale, lower. Inhale, lift, exhale, lower, and slowly release. Same arm, 
bring it out in front and let the hand dangle. I'm going to come back to this position again because I want you to see the wrist is lower than the shoulder. So I'm pushing both hands into each other. Please notice I am not pulling on the fingers, right? But they are definitely pointing down. So I'm stretching over here the wrist extensors. And then to turn it over, wrist flexors are being stretched. Now notice here with me, this elbow wants to lock out. I've got, I've got to keep it on muscle, not on the tendons. And it's not about over pulling on your joints either. So pressing palm into palm. And lower the arm down. Let's take some shoulder rolls, isolating on the left. And now we're going to do the whole thing again. Other side. We want to repeat this one. Long neck. Hold steady, belly button pulls in. If you want to turn your head side to side, be my guest. Just none, none of this, no forward head projection stuff, all right? Hmm, slowly lower down, right arm across, hook left elbow above. I'm pulling, yet simultaneously depressing the right shoulder back and down. Oh, wow, that feels good, that stretch. And typically, I like to tell people to hold their stretches for 20 to 30 seconds at least. Bottom elbow lifts the top. The wrists are wrapped around each other. And the wrists are pulled away from the face. When you pull away from the face, you get a deeper stretch between the shoulder blades. Really great for all the computer work we do, folks. And then inhale, lift. Exhale, lower elbows, almost as if you're going toward the sternum, the breastbone. Inhale, up. Exhale, lower. Now make sure you're not rolling forward when you lower the elbows down. I want you upright. That's it. And then release. And let's have you take, oh, I, I didn't do the tricep on this side, so I have to show you that. Let's come into the tricep here. I missed on the opposite side. Sorry about that, folks. And you want to get all of this to stretch, not just like trying to pull from the armpit. And then slowly lower. Let's go into the forearm wrist here, and then I'll show you the tricep on the other side. So we're pushing both into each other. This is for the extensor side. And then I turn it over. Here's the flexor side. Don't lock out that elbow, Angela. Lower it down. Shoulder roll on the right only. Tricep stretch up and over. Get all of this involved. And always best to have the elbow pointing straight up to the ceiling to maximize the tricep stretch, if possible. And slowly lower. Now, I want you to bring your arms out like Atlas. Watch your circumstance. You're not going to knock anything down. And we're extending the wrists, pulling the fingers back. The idea is I'm pushing the right wall away from me, simultaneously pushing the left wall away. Getting the whole length of your fingers, 
palms, wrists, forearms, and arms. Getting into those biceps. And then turn thumbs down, checking the circumstance. And I want you to interlock the fingers behind you, or you can hold a strap like so, and roll shoulders back, puff up the chest, get that beautiful stretch for the pectoralis, for the front deltoid, lengthening the biceps, it's just so good. This is a great one, folks, when you're sitting at the computer. And release the arms. Let's take some nice big shoulder rolls again. And that's what we got for the holiday workout, Amy and your green warriors. Thank you so much. Oh, awesome. You guys need to click like. That's how we applaud. We click like. <laughs> wow, that was great. And so many of those exercises were very helpful for, like you said, when people who are sitting at the computer or just sitting a lot during the day, even if you just, if you have, if you happen to be one of those people that watch TV a lot or something, this is something that you can do a lot of those things. It's not necessarily on a ball. It could even, right. Even just right. be sitting That's on your right. sofa. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's amazing how you can have like stolen moments to stretch. Yeah, exactly. Moments and it's very, very possible. And you just need to know a little bit more about the exercises and to realize they can adjust to different circumstances. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm really, and, and I'm so glad that you, you talked about that and you, and you really explained a lot of things too, because sometimes we try to do things at home and we, and we make mistakes in our form and just those slight little tweaks that you told us about change things, you know, just yeah. changing a little bit of your posture or a little bit of what position you were holding your hands or something. That was just wonderful. I did want oh. to share with the audience too, if I might, that for some of you who are seasoned at working out on the ball, at lifting weights, you can level up by more sets. So we did supersetting on everything, right? And try setting, but that's, you know, the same concept as supersetting, but you can tie in three sets, four sets, five sets, depends upon where you're at or no, you know, just one set. It, 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 all the exercises are accessible to anybody, anybody, wherever you're at, you can do this work. Robin Bennett said, wow, 15 pounders on shoulders, great strength. Thank you, Robin. But, but, but people don't start off that way, right? Right. And and I because I'm also doing camera angles and other things while I'm doing this, it, I it wasn't practical for me to use weights. But I was following along just without weights, and I, I work out every day. I can hear you breathing a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. This. <laughs> I, I work out every day and I still felt I felt it, you know, and you and the stretches were just fabulous. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Richard Miller said great ball work. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Very kind of you. Marion said, I love how you explain everything, Angela. I can only dream of lifting weights like that. Oh, she's just marvelous. Thank yeah. You. Well, Marion, even if you don't lift weights, just That's doing right. this, and then after a while, you might be able to work your way up and finally do. I would like to share something with Marion, if I might. Yes. So this is just to give you perspective, all right? So at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, hmm, I got to figure out some stuff here, right? And what I'm going to do and all that. And so I decided, well, I want to get back to fitness walking. 
And I started, Marion, wearing quarter a quarter pound on each wrist um, in, in wrist weights. And about, I guess, I don't know if it was two years or whatever, passed. And I ultimately built everything up to I presently wear 12 and a half pound weighted vest. I don't have anything on my wrists um, because I'm already at 10% of my, my body weight. So when you have a weighted vest, it's recommended not to go any higher than 10%. And I had wanted to, but it was Dr. Michael Clapper who was like, no, 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 you don't. And I was like, okay, I got to listen to him. So I'm just explaining to you, Marion, how I started quarter pound and I go up on everything when possible quarter pound increments because what happens is I might be lifting the weight let's say it's the eight pounder but I might not be ready for a 10 pounder I'm going to slap on a wrist weight and start building it that way so then I'm confident then to grab the 10 pounder I hope that helps yeah that was great yeah Jennifer said, this is wonderful, Angela. I love the eagle arm stretch and it felt so good. I loved it too. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I really appreciate it, especially coming from you. Thank you very, very much. It's a wonderful stretch. Isn't that just great? And then the going up and down and all this tight area. Whew, it's really yeah. Nice. She said, I did this without any weights and I got a great workout. Good for you. This is what I'm really hoping that people are following along. And if you don't have weights, it's okay. You're still going to get something out of it. Absolutely. She's a very, Jennifer is a very hard worker at this stuff. Very hard and very committed. It's beautiful to watch. Marion Clark said, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh. Luca said, can you please do stability ball bouncing while sitting on the ball and bounce on it? Is that something that people do? They do. They do. Um, I think they think it's going to have an effect on, um, well, anytime you take bouncing on a soft surface, okay? Well, it will tie in your lymphatic system, right? So it's going to allow to help your lymphatic system just by bouncing. That's why I do so much of rebounding. And you can play with this hip to hip. You can go wide. You can go narrow. You know, so just watch your circumstance. I'm not going to demonstrate any more than that because of why, you know, because of how this is set up. But just to give you a little bit of an idea, Luca. Right. Okay. I wouldn't bounce, Luca. <laughs> With weights, just oh. got to be clear about this stuff because some people like to experiment. So I would not wear a weighted vest sitting on a ball and bouncing. And I would not wear, and I would not hold or do any weights while bouncing, okay? That's good. Good to know. Okay. Um, oh, so Jennifer said, how do you know when it's, it's uh, appropriate to begin adding any weights? Well, that can be quite individual. Jennifer, but it is a sense of um, how you're moving through it. Okay. Now, some people don't know how to apply their own personal sense of resistance. I could, let me see here for you. I could turn a bicep curl unweighted. Let me just give you a little bit more light. So I can, I can turn an unweighted bicep curl into a powerhouse of resistance. I'm moving seriously slowly and I am really, and, and then working on 
the lowering phase. So this is the eccentric phase. Here's the concentric. And I am really applying my sense of resistance. I'm not going to be able to handle a lot of this, right? So this is a way to do it. Now, when you get to the point, though, that this is like, all right, this is like nothing, really nothing, then you start to apply a little resistance. But I have to say that that also depends upon pre-existing contraindications. I don't know. For some people, they may not really be able to hold weights in their hands. But that's when I'm, for those people, I'm going to ask them to get wrist weights. And we can work that way, too, around you know, certain conditions and issues. But typically, it's based on your sense of efforting and what's happening with the breath. Because you heard me. At one point, I was talking to you and I'm talking to all of you. And I was like, I know what I just said because I got to exhale. You know what I'm saying? So you get to that point where the resistance will speak for you. And you'll know, okay, either the breathing is just flowing and I can talk and I can actually even sing while I do this, folks. It's time to level up. It's time to level up. And just to let you know, whoever doesn't know, Angela really can sing. <laughs> You're like that little secret. Yes, yeah, she has a very lovely singing voice. <laughs> but that's another show. <laughs> so Raymond G said, Will doing Superman exercises on the exercise ball strengthen core muscles? Doing any exercise on a stability ball, Raymond G, will strengthen core muscles. Just the act of sitting on the ball will strengthen them. Does it yeah. mean the only thing that you do? No, because I'm always going to tell people do different activities. Because we want, we want the body, the body's going to adapt like this. It's so smart. So we keep doing the same thing day in, day out. And the body's going, hey, I know what's coming next, right? Okay. And so we want to surprise it. And, and that's why all these little tips and all these different types of exercise accessories is the way to level up and to surprise the body. It's right, exactly. This is all a bunch of exercise toys to me. <laughs> so um oh so jenny wants to know is sitting on an exercise ball instead of a chair good for you okay so let's go back to the overall topic of sitting it's not that great for you to be sitting all day long and amy and i actually did a show before um and we talked about this on some of the true false about sitting and and, and I quoted Dr. Michael Greger, and if you Google Jenny 431, um, if you Google Dr. Michael Greger and Rich Roll talking about sitting versus smoking, and there's going to be like a five-minute clip that comes up, it's great because in general, sitting for long periods of time can have an effect on your mortality. So it's just a tool I, I view it as just a tool to help with balance, to help with, with core muscle strengthening. But to sit, prolonged sitting is really, the I think, the complete antithesis to health. Sitting, using an exercise ball for your occasional sitting at your desk, that's not bad. I don't blame, you know, that sounds pretty good. But... 
Not if sitting on it is going to be three to four hours of it in one stretch, the way people do in a chair. It's all the same issue then. Very good. So Jeff P said, are there any stretches you can do on the stability ball? I guess maybe he I know it. Yeah. I know what he means. So you know, Jeff, uh -huh. we just did some, we just yeah. did a whole series of upper body stretches sitting there. But I think he means something else. And because of the way the weights are set up, I'm going to see if I can demonstrate just a little bit to you, Jeff. And normally I would demonstrate more, but just because of the setup of the weights here. Listen, we have to be aware of our circumstance when we exercise, because if we're not, we could actually get hurt, right? So bear with me a second while I yeah. come over. That's true. When I'm working out with the dumbbells, I have to always stop yeah. and clean my area up because I may have different weights all around and all of a sudden it's a big mess and I could wind up tripping or something. So right. sometimes you just have to stop, clear everything away. And okay. like you said, be aware of your circumstances. That's it. Absolutely. So I'm taking my glasses off. And so Jeff, I'm going to do, I'm going to just roll over the ball here for you a bit. Oh, it's just, it feels so good, Amy, just to open up the back. Can you see okay, Amy? Yes, we can see just fine. Oh, it just feels so lovely. Now, the other thing that you can do here, and I believe I can show this to you, just bear with me a second. Make sure the ball doesn't touch anything on the sides. Because, if, you know, you don't want the ball touching anything that can hold it in place, and then you lose your, your balance, right? You, you lose the challenge to the balance, I should say. So I'm going to put the ball alongside of me. I'm going to do it this way. And this way you'll have a better view of it. I have my leg out to the side, arm over, and turning torso toward the ceiling, and then arm up and over. Oh, it feels so delicious on the side of the body. Now remember, the sides, they're talking about the quadratus lumborum. I'm going to show you here. And then, of course, you would do the other side. The quadratus lumborum is here, Amy. Okay? So when they're talking about the sides, they're really talking about that stuff. And, of course, here, too, with the, um, uh, the muscles between the ribs, the intercostal muscles, right? And the obliques at the waist. This is all part of... I need my glasses. Sorry about that. This is all part of core. And then mm. you the other side, you can also go uh, drape over on your back. I can show you that one. That one we can do. Any light show and tell time. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me just a second, Jeff. I just want to try to help him out a bit, you know. Well, there's just so many things that you can do with this stability ball, not just the workouts, but just if you need a good stretch, you're going to get a better stretch having this than you can do without it, I think. Now, I'm going to roll down, right? And then I'm going to drape over the ball. Now, first, I would advise knees bent. You can let yourself go this way. And then maybe rolling a little further back. And notice that the legs start to extend. So it's like you're in a wheel pose in yoga, right? 
So that's another nice deep stretch on the ball. Yeah, and that's really nice because some people, if they wanted to do a wheel pose just going on the floor, it might be a challenge. Right. But there, this they can get a, a, a better, a deeper stretch Absolutely. without having to hold themselves up in that position. Right. So, exactly. So yeah, the, the stability ball has has quite a bit of benefits there. That's a great question, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that was just so great. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Thank you. you. That was outstanding. Your upper body on the ball class. <laughs> we applaud by clicking like, so just go ahead and click like and show your appreciation for what Angela shared with us today. And Angela, now you can tell us what do you do? Tell us what's been going on. Okay. So what I do, um, well, I, I do kind of like what you see here. Um, I, I work virtually as a personal trainer, an older adult trainer. Uh, typically my work is for 50 and above, way above. And um, also I do this virtually for uh, Hatha yoga and prenatal yoga, the opposite end of the spectrum, which is always kind of nice as well. And on site um, in Miami Beach, I'm a licensed massage therapist. And I also, uh, I do Swedish massage, deep tissue, and geriatric massage, and palliative care massage as well. And um, I'm pretty excited about an up and coming project. Um, after the first of the year, we're going to have, um, we're in the process of creating my YouTube channel and um, eventually going to be posting live content and um, perhaps have a membership at some point, what have you. And it's just something exciting to have a new project like that. And then for those of you who also want to, would like to work out with me, um, but can't do it on a private basis, there's a wonderful opportunity with Feel Fabulous Over 40. It's a uh, private membership that was spearheaded by Chef AJ. And it's a group of uh, 40 and above, but to be honest, they let everybody in. And um, it's to help people transition from the standard American diet to the whole food plant-based or plant-exclusive diet and lifestyle. And I'm a, an exercise and yoga video provider for that platform. So part of your membership would be, you'd be able to work out to my videos. And plus we do um, one session a month live on Zoom for a strength training class with me. And um, it's a wonderful support system, this particular um, membership platform. And they have cooking demos and, and lots and lots of demo, uh, lots of uh, interviews with success stories, what have you. And I've been a member since day one and uh, was so blessed and honored two years later when I heard from the producer and he said, I think you'd be a good fit to provide us with videos. So it's been a, a wonderful association from that perspective. And what they do is they give you um, for $1, you can take a trial membership for 30 days, attend the live class with me, attend all of the live demonstrations and pull up the platform for support, et cetera. So it's really, it's pretty nifty. And, and if anyone would like to contact me, you can reach me um, by way of the contact form um, from my website, which is boomerandbeyondwellness.com. 
facebook.com and I'll repeat it. It's boomer and there it is. Oh, there he's got Facebook boomer and beyond wellness.com. And also I hang out a lot on Facebook, still challenged on Instagram folks, <laughs> but it's the same name. It's the same handle on, uh, on Instagram as well. Thank you for that, Amy. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Angela. You're wonderful. Green Warriors, tell us what you're going to remember. What was your takeaway? What was your favorite uh, exercise that Angela showed today? And please st stay tuned for a special announcement. I want to thank Just Has Voice because she did the con countdown and the promos. And Just Has Voice, tell us who's coming up next. Since going whole food plant-based in 2020, Janet lost over 40 pounds. Hear how Janet lost the weight and stays compliant while she rides bicycle tours around the world. On Spa Ricky's Story on Wednesday, December 28th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Be Green with Amy Live. And thanks again, Green Warriors. And as a special thank you to you, I'm offering you five free recipes. So just go to begreenwithamy.com slash join, and I'm going to send them to you. And I invite all of you now to take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and your left hand and grab your right shoulder and squeeze because that's a hug from me to you and to you too, Angela. <laughs> and if you want to join me with my tagline, type it in. And Angela is going to, to say it with me. And I want to thank you once again, Angela. Are you ready for the sign-off and the tagline? You know I am. <laughs> okay. Well, until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, <laughs> be well, and be green. Yay! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone.